0: Hello, I'm your host Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets and Arla Property Mart, Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting. Investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk Today my guest is Sean Harper, Director and Owner of Gas Care Domestics Limited. Morning, Sean.
1: Good morning, Gillian.
0: Right now, Gascare has been established for almost seven years. So, do you want to tell the listeners a bit about your background and what led you to start up your own business?
1: Yep, I'd be happy to. First, I'd like to say thank you for inviting me along. That's really great. You're welcome. Um, I started as a young, young apprentice with Edinburgh City Council and quickly realised that um, the kind of workplace culture at a company like that was not somewhere where a young person should be. Um, So I worked there and gained some experience but um, eventually my time had come there. I then started to work for various other companies to gain more experience in the industry and in the trade. And over the course of the next couple of years decided that I wanted to start my own company. I'd always knew from an early age that I did want to have my own business. Um, I always feel like I had the drive and ambition to do better and provide more. I love carrying out my work to a high standard and going above and beyond for my clients and customers. And I was also uh, sick and tired of hearing the same thing over and over again. Now, tradesmen tend to get a bad rap in all industries, but common things we were coming up against was that the plumber didn't turn up or didn't provide them with a quote or they didn't fix the problem. That's the most common one. So I set out to break the stereotypes attached to my industry.
0: Good. Well, with regard to gas appliances, let's just talk about that, because a landlord and letting agent's duties are outlined in the Gas Safety Installation and Use Regulations 1998. But can you provide maybe just a simplified explanation as to what parts within a property this covers and the responsibilities required by a landlord and agent?
1: Yeah, that's a great question and it's regularly misunderstood, but put simply... The responsibilities for the landlord and the agent are to repair and maintain gas pipework, flues and appliances and to make sure that they're in a safe condition, ensure that an annual gas safety check on each appliance and flue is carried out and keep a record of that safety check for at least two years.
0: Okay, so what services then do gas care provide in relation to this legislation that obviously a landlord and agent must adhere to?
1: So obviously we carry out all aspects of domestic plumbing and heating and residential properties, but with regards to landlord gas safety checks, we normally contact the tenants between two and four weeks in advance, depending on the client, depends how early we get the information. And this enables us to arrange a suitable time for the gas safety check to be carried out and um, for the certificates to be sent back to the agent. Now, the certificates get sent from site to our office to be proofed, once they're approved and uh, there's no mistakes, spelling mistakes or the dates are correct, we then forward to the agent on the same day so that they remain fully compliant. We also hold all our gas safety certificates in files for at least five years. This safeguards against any potential issues further down the line with repairs or maintenance or any safety issues that are identified. It just keeps our records clean for at least five years. Um, We also have a record of all jobs carried out within any property, including reactive repairs and boiler installs. And these jobs contain job sheets with pictures to illustrate our findings that are then sent on to the client as well.
0: Okay, so what other services then do you provide to landlords and agents so that they can ensure they are fully compliant when letting a property?
1: Yeah, we also do um, PAT testing, which is portable appliance testing, which is important for the landlords to uh, keep compliant. We, the guys are also, uh, all our engineers are also um, qualified Legionella risk assessment engineers. We do smoke and heat detector upgrades and uh, EICRs or electrical installation condition reports on behalf of our clients as well. So we try and tick as many boxes as we can Mm -hmm. to provide that better, like one-shop service for our landlords and, and agencies.
0: Perfect. we'll we'll talk about some of these um services and kind of requirements um slightly later but i just wanted to talk about gas care's service promise which recognizes both tenant and landlord so what assurances are guaranteed within this promise
1: yeah so this is really important to us as a business and it creates that level of trust between us and a landlord that we might potentially never be in contact with through an agent so uh, landlords will have experienced bad service from uh, contractors in the past, through, whether through agents or directly. So it really is just a chance for us to gain that trust. There's a uh, multiple points in the service promise, but some of the key ones are that we work to a first visit fix where possible in every job, so that allows the tenants to get back up and running as quickly as possible. We do this by keeping a, a steady uh, van stock in the vans. Uh, We attend the boiler breakdowns where the tenant has no heating or hot water within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. This is especially uh, important in the winter months when young families need heating and hot water as as quickly as they can. Uh, We provide fully comprehensive job reports and quotes from sites and unlike some other companies we have a dedicated admin team on hand to answer calls and emails throughout the working day and they're there to answer the questions on behalf of landlords and agents. They have a great understanding of the industry they're regularly taking on training programs with the teams, so they have information and and knowledge on systems and boilers and controls. so they can give advice where where possible on that but um, they're there to answer calls and they're there to help where possible.
0: Great well gas is regulated by gas safe so can you explain why it's important that landlords use an engineer who's registered with Gas Safe.
1: Yeah, this is really, really important. Now, Gas Safe, for those who are unaware, Gas Safe took over from Corgi, who most people are, are, are aware of. Yeah. Um, it's really important to make sure that your gas engineers, Gas Safe registered as whoever's working on the gas, and make sure that they are qualified and competent uh, there's more. There's been more and more stories recently of explosions and dangerous situations regarding gas. In the news recently, there was uh, one death recorded in an explosion in Birmingham, um, which sadly uh, has been caused by uh, ill-fitted appliance.
0: Mm.
1: And in Edinburgh, a few years ago, there was a, a big explosion at Fountain oh, Park, Fountain Ridge, where yeah. another person sadly died. And. Again, it's more, more than likely going to be the cause of a gas explosion through an ill-fitted appliance or an or a ill-maintained appliance also.
0: Right.
1: Um, you know, that being said, gas is a, a very volatile material in the wrong hands. Um, so uh, again, it's really, really important to make sure that whoever it is you is know, working on gas in your property is, is, is qualified. This um, could also be made worse in, in the coming months by the cost of living crisis. Mm-hmm with people trying to fix problems on their own to avoid a repair ball. Um, and this is where kind of, our expertise and, and, and quality and reasonable price point comes in. Um, but certainly um, people shouldn't be working on gas unless they're qualified.
0: Absolutely. Well, your engineers also boast a list of additional accreditations, So can you detail them and just explain what they mean for the landlord and tenant?
1: Yeah, so like I said earlier, our guys are fully uh, PAT test compliant, so that enables them to carry out that job as part of our um, compliance checks that we can do. The guys also are qualified Legionella Risk Assessors, and we'll go into that in more detail shortly. Um, The other ones to list some of the few are um, unvented hot water cylinders as a separate ticket for our guys, we all have that. Um, The guys also have wiring and fault finding diplomas, and we found that... A lot of engineers know uh, the kind of water side of boilers, but less of them know the understanding of the wiring side, which ah, okay. is the, a gas engineer's responsibility. And as a company, we hold CHAZ and PQA accreditations, which demonstrate our positive attitude towards health and safety at work, and also the well-being of our staff whilst they're here working for us.
0: Okay, well, look, there appears to be confusion surrounding the required EPC levels in Scotland, because previous proposals that were going to require new tenancies from 2022 to have a minimum level of D or postponed due to the pandemic and you know now that the Scottish Government is wishing to move forward with the EPC proposals there's more changes. So do you want to explain a bit more about the proposed changes and, and what your advice would be to landlords for improving the EPC level?
1: Yeah so like you said the, the, the proposed minimum level was going to be D. Um they've changed it now for it to be a C at um, the change of tenancy from April 2025. And then it should be a standard minimum C from 2028 onwards. Now, there are exemptions if it's not feasible or if it's not um, financially viable. That creates a gray area in the industry, but also is quite relevant because mm-hmm. there will be a lot of places, particularly in Edinburgh.
0: So it's like listed properties Exactly, mm-hmm. so
1: listed properties that maybe can't have drills uh, hold externally for flues or have no real possibility for external insulation or internal insulation or double glazing. You know, the Royal Mile will suffer with that. Of course. So, yeah, there are exemptions which, like I said, create a grey area but are also quite important. Um, What I will say is there are loans available to landlords in Scotland for improving the energy efficiency of their properties. Um, These are from the Energy Saving Trust, and if it's less than five properties in a portfolio, then the loan is interest-free, any more than five, and it's charged at 3.5% APR, so Mm -hmm. there are options out there for landlords to upgrade the energy efficiency of their properties um, and get funding to do so. so. it's really important that these um, changes are met and you know hopefully that now that we're out of the pandemic it can be a more clear indication of how we're going to get there.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay well let's also talk about carbon monoxide safety um, for private residential tenancies. So can you tell um, the listeners just the, the, the requirements that actually kind of surround CO detectors?
1: Yeah absolutely so again this is another one where there tends to be some confusion around whether from uh, gas engineers or whether from property management companies Uh, but the 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 regulations that are active now came into place in october 2013 and they state that all space heating appliances must have a sealed battery long life seal detector within the room of the appliance and or the flue in the room so basically what that means is any Uh, any gas burning appliance that heats space so a gas fire a gas boiler being the two main ones Mm -hmm. any room in which they're located within a property should have a sealed battery long life seal detector with a clear expiry date or a clear installation date on it they should be checked during the gas safety check also to ensure that they're going to remain compliant between that check currently and the next check the detector um should also be fitted in any room where a flue runs through. So if your boiler's fitted in a cupboard in the hall mm-hmm. and your flue runs through the bedroom through a flue duct or in the ceiling void to an external wall, there should also be a suitable seal detector, again, with all the same dates and expiry dates and at the same calibre as the other one mm-hmm. within that room also. So if there is an escape of gas from the flue, it's going to be picked up quickly because there's a detector also in that room. The detectors must be fitted within three metres of the appliance, and in the absence of the manufacturer's instructions for each individual one, which should always kind of be followed, there will be instructions in there. But if you're coming retrospectively to a job and inspecting a CO, you might not have that information. So, in the absence of the MIS, then you would, in terms of installation, they should be roughly five feet or more from the floor, and the within three meters of the appliance Mm -hmm. and they they shouldn't be fitted above a a live flame producing appliance such as a gas hob which again is another misconception for people installing CO detectors. There is no requirement for a CO detector for a gas hob within a property as a gas hob isn't a space heating appliance it's just purely used for cooking. There are other regulations to do with gas hobs and internal kitchens and stuff like that that are not seal related, but are also, um, they're also regularly uh, neglected. So maybe something that we can talk about in our blog.
0: Yep, perfect. Well, all registered landlords in Scotland should be aware that they must have a Legionella certificate if they rent out property. So tell us, what does the test involve? And have you got any case stories which highlight the importance of this requirement?
1: Yeah, so the test isn't really a test. It's more of a risk assessment, so it's a visual assessment of, that identifies the level of risk in each property and it's identified, some companies do it a, on a green, amber and red and we do it on a high risk, a low risk, a high risk, a medium risk and a low risk. Now we issue a seven page report with pictures to back up what the engineers find. And that just gives absolute clarity to our landlords and letting agents that what we're saying is what's there and if Mm -hmm. there's any remedial work required then you know they can physically see what needs to be done now the most common risks that we come across on a daily basis would be dead legs so a dead leg would be a redundant piece of pipework that's no longer used but still connected to the water supply and that can be on both the hot and the cold circuits most commonly under a kitchen sink If they have had old appliances fitted fitted like an old washing machine that used to use hot water and cold water. They've then moved over to a newer appliance which heats up the water itself so there's no longer a requirement for it to draw hot water from the system Mm -hmm. but more often than not that valve is just turned off and it's just left connected to the system. Mm -hmm. So this is a type of situation where bacteria can build up in that pipe and then can be drawn back into the water system which can create an issue for the end user. the other most common issue that we have would be ill-maintained cold water storage tanks especially in Edinburgh city centre where there are shared water tanks in the loft for blocks of tenements you know the new town being a big culprit of that a lot of these tanks are lead which again is should be removed immediately when you find it some of them are so old that they don't have lids So they're fitted in dusty lofts where pigeons and rats and mice tend to live. So yeah, so we come across that quite regularly. So we do a lot of upgrades in terms of changing the system over to the main supply or upgrading the cold water storage tank so that it meets the current uh, regulations because it is really important to make sure that um, there's no risk or there's very little risk to the tenants. Um, There was a case in Edinburgh back in uh, 2012, where there was four deaths recorded and 92 other people ended up in was hospital. Was it West
0: End? What was it coming from? The distilled, not the brewery or something? It was, was it? yeah.
1: So it wasn't coming from a domestic setting, but it, it, it's unconfirmed where the cause was, but oh, it's okay. more than likely of been coming from the, the cooling towers at Wheatfield Road. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was again although four people died there was not enough evidence to start a fatal accident inquiry so it kind of went unchecked and there's still people kind of fighting for that cause now. Yeah. Um, the full details and the timeline for everything that's happened up yeah. until this point from when it was recorded up until t- up until just now um, can be found on the Feedwater website and the Feedwater at a company that supply information and uh, materials and chemicals and stuff all to do with the uh, quality of water. And it's who we use for our chemicals for cleaning the tanks correctly, making sure that they're tested to the right level so that all the cleaning products are removed from the tanks before they're connected back to the water supply. Um, and we obviously have a, a, a nine-point checklist that the guys carry out with test strips to make sure that... Um, the, the water is how it should be before we leave after cleaning them correctly.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, lastly, a landlord must ensure that they adhere to legislation that was enforced in 2015 surrounding electrical safety. So can you explain what the landlord's duties are and the certificates and reports that they, they require for this area?
1: Yeah, so the certificate is an EICR certificate and that, and that stands for Electrical Installation Condition Report. Now, these were made mandatory in 2015, and um, they should be renewed every five years. Um, it, it does include PAT testing, but um, this should be carried out more regularly. Uh, and for most of the clients that we work alongside, they uh, get the PAT testing mm-hmm. done every two years. And it's just with the nature of the, uh, of the appliances that we're testing, you know, they're in constant use. They're mobile, so things can get damaged, things can get broken. so. the PAT testing is is definitely a good one to get done every two years but the eicrs uh, certainly should get done every five years and um any issues identified during the the first initial inspection the the landlords and the agents will get a follow-up report to say you know this is the situation that you're in just now these are the steps you need to take to rectify that to actually get a pass so that you remain compliant and Rules change, regulations change, and yeah. um, so it is important to make sure they get done every five years to to ensure that the landlords are compliant.
0: Mm-hmm. And with the PAT testing, just to clarify, it is just for appliances that the landlord owns, isn't it? So if tenants bring in their own appliances, they don't need to be PAT tested, do they? Just to provide
1: no, right. the landlords. Yeah. So if anything that the landlord has provided at the start of the tenancy mm-hmm. are the appliances that are checked. If the tenant then buys another lamp or a vacuum special vacuum or anything like that then that's not tested that would be up to the tenant to have that tested and there's no legal requirement for tenants or homeowners to get pat testing done. it's purely from a landlord's perspective so yeah it's we do it a lot and it's a it's a good job for the guys to carry out and it, it again it just adds to that value that we add to our clients to make sure that we're keeping them fully compliant at all times.
0: Mm-hmm. Rebel McGaskill has some glowing reviews. So I've been looking at them recently and with three words that often pop up, friendly, quick, efficient. So what do your reviews mean to you and the team?
1: Well, these are very important to me as the business owner. Um, I, I take a lot of satisfaction when reviews come in and it's proof that you know what we're doing is right and that people are happy with what we're doing. Um, but it's equally as important The whole team for keeping the morale high and and for boosting confidence within the team as well. Um, We really appreciate our customers taking time to write such honest reviews, and uh, yeah, it it means a lot to us as a business. It's unusual for businesses like ours to receive as many um, five star reviews on Google. All these reviews and comments are great. You know, we are quick, we are friendly, we are efficient, but Without the hard work of the team, we would not be where we are today. So it's testament to the guys that we get so many reviews. The team are given bonuses and their wages for the reviews, which is great for them. And also, we regularly celebrate when we have significant wins as a business or uh, we reach particular milestones.
0: Great, well, well done. And also, there should be another well done and congratulations because Gascare recently was awarded the prestige. Plumbing and Heating Company of the Year 2021-22 so tell us more about this award and also how it's judged.
1: Yeah we were really proud to have won this award for the second year in a row it means a lot um, to me and to the whole team to be recognised for all our hard work. The awards themselves are judged on five points so the five points are that service and excellence, marketing and branding, industry recognition, ethical practice and employee satisfaction. They also do a kind of secret shopper where they'll try and book a job and then cancel the job and then kind of create admin issues in that sense to see how we respond and how we adapt and how we react. And obviously it's, it reflects really well on the admin team that we've won it because, you know, they've dealt with these issues quickly and efficiently. And, you know... And in the, the first the,
0: point of contact.
1: Exactly, yeah. So... Um, I should also say that we have recently been nominated for an SME Business Award, which will be announced towards the end of August, so fingers crossed yeah, for that Yeah, good as well. luck
0: there. Well, let's also talk about your gas care vans, because they're, they're pretty unique.
1: Yeah. yeah, the gas care granny she gets called now. <laughs> um, yeah, so right at the very start, um, I had a white, kind of beaten up old van, and it served its purpose. It cost me a £1,000. and. You know, it had mould growing in the footwell, and it was not a nice place to be, but um, that being said, so when we kind of progressed and were at a point where we were starting to buy newer vans, and and especially Mm -hmm. when we were buying the fleet, we made uh, a decision to go all out and get the vans fully wrapped, and, and, you know, there was no real... There was no real ideas at the start. It was straight to the design people and say, you know, we want these vans to stand out. We we want them to be instantly recognizable because I'm sure you'll agree, you know, you could be standing in Edinburgh, you know, at a bus stop or in a bar outside and a hundred vans, a hundred white vans where uh, Black writing could drive past yeah. and you will never remember one of them. But you certainly know when a gas care van drives into your street because it is covered and the gas care market and the gas care logo and it um,
0: bright the colours, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so we have uh, kind of we based the design on a on a hot plate burner on a gas hob. So when I tell people our vans have got flames on the side, they automatically think of like the A team and these big kind of <laughs> orange flames, but it's not like that at all. It's it's a nice, healthy blue yeah. flame, but it is wrapped all the way around the van. So, yeah, we're going to do a promotion, actually, during the festival. We're going to see if, if whoever takes the best selfie uh, with a Gas Care Granny throughout the festival, if they upload it to our Facebook page, then um, we're going to give them a £100 pound voucher. So. Do you want to say about the Gas Care
0: Granny? Do you want to explain
1: that side? Yeah, so she was just really an opportunity to instantly draw people's attention and yeah we have we the, we have mixed reviews on the gas care granny some people love the gas care granny some people are not so keen <laughs> um, but i feel like whether you're keen or whether you're not keen you're noticing the vans Absolutely. so that was the kind of basis on the design and yeah, for the most part it's positive feedback
0: good well finally any unexpected or even ridiculous things that have happened while working in properties
1: yeah well there is obviously the kind of unexpected things that sometimes happen in properties relating to their work but um in terms of the properties that we work in edinburgh is a beautiful city um, and we've come across some really interesting things and and particularly old flats like you know we come across 150 year old cast iron uh, stoves in basements of the new town and yeah, just unbelievable things like that. Like that, that carry so much history, and I've seen so much, and you almost wish yeah. you could ask them a question.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, there was a job when we were we sorry we were working in the Royal Mail, and I had an apprentice with me at the time, and we were he was doing something on the fire, and I was just kind of looking out and admiring the view on the Royal Mail, and just managed to make out an engraving on the window pane dating dating back to eighteen seventy. Gosh. I had a name. I can't remember the name. I really wish I could now. Cause someone uh-huh. might be able to help locate that person or know that person. Or, um, but yeah, it was dated eighteen seventy, which just so totally it's just like hand or a hand engraving
0: or a, like a a mark of a
1: like a scratch, of a, a hand, oh, right, a hand engraving us. of what I presume is someone that lived there, someone that was maybe held there, Gosh. someone that was there at some point. I'm not, it's hard to tell, but it was definitely yeah. a hand engraving on the window pane which yeah it's testament to the city that we live in that it's got so much history um, but by far the funniest and creepiest thing that i've come across so i'll, I'll set the scene <laughs> i'm working alone it's eight o'clock it's friday night it's still winter it's dark it's cold i need to go into the loft to check a flu that has potentially come disconnected no wonder it's coming so, I I climb up into the loft, it's pitch black. I've got a small torch. You know, these kind of small torches yeah. that you can buy? It's a yeah, bit like mag one. Yeah, ones yeah exactly. Know. So, it's just a small one that I keep in my pocket. It was before the days of head torches and things like that. So, it only kind of illuminates exactly what you point it at. So, I'm kind of navigating across the roof joist trying to find this flue. It's totally black, it's really mucky and dirty. There's insulation everywhere. And then kind of move the torch to the right and a, f- a face flashes up and so instantly you tighten up, you freeze stiff, you're <laughs> like what <laughs> the what, what was that? Back to the face and it was a we posted it on our Instagram I'm sure it was a mannequin's head oh. just the head <laughs> but it had makeup on was It
0: wasn't that little girls world it thing had have you heard of girls hair. world?
1: It must have been, I, th- I mean a, a I've never just heard one girls of those world, when I was young.
0: Obviously. Yeah, you used to do the hair and makeup. So it was just like, yeah, from there up.
1: Yeah, so that's <laughs> what it was. But obviously it was, you know, it, it was so close that it just, uh, yeah. So it was, it was funny after I realised <laughs> it wasn't a real person. But, you know, given the kind of scenario that I was in, it was um, quite unsettling. But, yeah, <laughs> We've, I'm sure we posted it on Instagram. So I'll need to go back I and check. I need
0: chill. to look it up. Oh, well, listen, thank you very much, Sean. That's been really good, helpful information. Thank you.
1: No, no, you're very welcome. Thanks for asking me.
0: Semler, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud, as well as on slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. For more information on today's show can always be found in our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk